You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right. Hello and welcome to the show. Welcome to Morning Breath. I'm, I'm Brian Moore. I'm one of the pastors here at East Coast Christian Center. It's my honor to host this Morning Breath today uh, with my wife sitting across me, Emily Moore. How are you doing over there? I'm doing great. It's a good day. Awesome. And it's uh, good to open up the Word together and uh, get in it uh, a little bit and see what God wants to speak to us, what God would show us to be able to tell some other people about what God's doing. And um, it's just an honor to do it together. Uh, Nick, how you doing over there, buddy? I'm doing well. Awesome, man. Thanks for uh, being here and being a part of the show with us as well and making all things Morning Breath happen. Yes, sir. Doing it. Doing it. It is, um, can you believe it's the end of March? Like the first quarter of the year is like toast. No, it's it's going so fast. I can't believe it. Christmas is coming. It is. It is. Easter really is coming in oh, like yeah, not that long. E- like Easter 10 days, comes first. 12 days, 14 days. I don't know what that is. It's uh, around the 17th. That's when Easter is. So 18 days, something like that. That's incredible. Easter's coming. That means Jesus is coming out of a grave again. We get to celebrate his resurrection one oh, more yeah. time. Yep. That's cool. The empty grave. We uh, we celebrate that he's not dead any longer. He's alive and uh, the grave is empty. So anyway, why don't you tell people how to get on board with the show, how to get connected, and uh, we'll go from there. Totally. The best way is to download the East Coast app or you can visit online, uh, eccc.us for information and events and past sermons and even morning breath episodes like this. Um, you can also find us on Facegram and Inst- Facebook, Facegram and Instabook. That's the newest, latest social media. Do you know about it? Facegram out there? <laughs> it's face- facial recognition mixed with uh, the grams that you used to give out when you're in fourth grade and when they yes. like, you put candy on a thing and gave it to someone. <laughs> that was pretty classic. Facial grams. Facegram and Instabook. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yes. And all the ways. All YouTube. The ways. Yeah. And YouTube. Um, or you can call our church office at 321-452-1060 and we can email you or just send regular mail um, to you about more information about East Coast, about Morning Breath or whatever. And I'm still laughing at myself for Facegram and Instabook. We'll, uh, we'll laugh about it for years to come probably. <laughs> Remember that one time, Facegram? Yeah. All right. So uh, there's a few other things that we want to let you know, some events and some things going on uh, around here at East Coast. And uh, I was mentioning Easter. Easter is April the 17th. And uh, we're excited. If you don't have a church home, come be a part of East Coast Christian Center's Easter celebration. We will have a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. We'll have multiples on Sunday. And over one of our campuses, we do church in Cocoa. We do church in Vieira. We do church on Merritt Island in two different locations. And come be a part of Easter Sunday with us, Easter Saturday night. Spend the weekend with us. Have a great time. And if you know somebody out there uh, maybe that isn't in local area here, maybe you're listening to this show somewhere in Missouri, potentially. I met somebody who was listening to Morning Breath that um, I was in a whole nother state. I was out west, and uh, it's just incredible to see the reach that, that God has given us here at East Coast, and Praise we're God. thankful to do it. But Easter's coming. We also have kids camp June 6th through the 10th, and that's oh, an yes. all-day camp uh, Monday through Friday. It's $99 for the first child, 75 for the next, and uh, I heard it might even be free for the third and fourth and eighth. If you got eight kids and you're bringing them all, come on with it. Yeah, get your money's worth. It'll be a great time. But kids camp's happening. It'll be out at our Cocoa campus. I'm out off of Friday Road, June 6th through the 10th. And you can always go to our events page on our website, eccc.us. Click on events. You'll see all the things going on around East Coast. And come be a part of it. Come do life together with us. We would love to do it with you. We're in Proverbs chapter 14 today. And uh, we I have the New American Standard. What do you have? I have New King James again. All right. We'll do that. There's 35 verses. And uh, how about if I read through... 17, and then you pick it up at 18. Will you get me started? Perfect. I must say unto you, Brian Moore, read, sir. All right, Proverbs 14. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. He who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but he who de- who is devious in his ways despises him. 
In the mouth of the foolish is a rod for his back, but the lips of the wise will protect them. Where no oxen are, the manger is clean, but when much revenue comes by the strength of the ox. A trustworthy witness will not lie, but a false witness utters lies. A scoffer seeks wisdom and finds none, but knowledge is easy to one who has understanding. Leave the presence of a fool, or you will not, dis- or you will not discern words of knowledge. The wisdom of the sensible is to understand his way, but the foolishness of fools is deceit. Fools mock at sin, but among the upright there is goodwill. The heart knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way which seems right to a man, but in its end is the way of death. Even in laughter the heart may be in pain, and the end of joy may be grief. The backslider in heart will have his fill of his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied with his. The naive believes everything, but the sensible man considers his steps. A wise man is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is arrogant and careless. A quick-tempered man acts foolishly, and a man of evil devices is hated. Verse 18, over you. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil will bow before the good, and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor man is hated even by his own neighbor, but the rich has many friends. He who despises his neighbor sins, but he who has mercy on the poor, happy is he. Do they not go astray who devise evil? But mercy and truth belong to those who devise good. In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. The crown of the wise is their riches, but foolish, but the foolishness of fools is folly. A true witness delivers souls, but a deceitful witness speaks lies. In the fear of the Lord there is a strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. In a multitude of people is a king's honor, but in the lack of pe- but in the lack of people is the downfall of a prince. He who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. He who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he who honors him has mercy on the needy. The wicked is banished in his wickedness, but the righteous has a refuge in his death. Wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding, but what is in the heart of fools is made known. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him who causes shame. Amen. Nice. So the top of my chapter here, and of course this is added uh, by you know a translator or by the uh, printing uh, company possibly, but it says the contrast. Uh, it says contrast the upright and the wicked is kind of the beginning of this chapter, kind of like a topic of this chapter. And so yeah. there are a lot of things that we see, you know, verse by verse in the Proverbs. There's so much wisdom. There's a lot of great advice here, and there's so much um, kind of back and forth that a wise is this, but a fool is that, and. You know, the righteous is this, but the ungodly is that. And yeah. I don't know, there's a, there's a lot of things in this chapter that are, you know, just a couple verses at a time are pretty powerful. But one of the verses that stuck out to me that has been a, a verse that I've shared a lot of times, actually, in, um, in the years of doing youth ministry, I would share this pretty frequently. And it's, it's no different for youth as it is for adults. And um, Proverbs 14, 12, that I, I've quoted the scripture so many times, is a way which seems right to a man, but in the end is destruction or leads to death. And, yeah. you know, many times that we, we can get steered away by what seems right. And uh, we just find out later that, man, it just seemed right. It felt right. Or, it, you know, our 
we're led astray by what seems versus getting a hold of the truth and what God wants for the moment, right, or for the situation. Amen. And so this could be all sorts of sin issues, or this could actually be not even necessarily a, a sin issue, but it might just be a destructive, like, you know, tendency, let's say. Like, it may not be something that is just going to utterly destroy, you know, your marriage or your family or even your own personal, you know, things, but it could be a financial decision that you make that just seems right. And you're like, man, I, you know, seems like the right thing to do. Well, why not get a hold of God? Why not get a promise? Why not get a, a word from God and not just be going on what seems right? Because Amen. to be honest, my, what seems right has gotten better for me over the years as my mind has been renewed to the truth of God's word. And as I, you know, feel like I can sense the spirit of God, but there are times in my life where I just have felt on an island somewhere going, man, I just can't get a hold of God in this. And I go in a direction that seems right. And, uh, and I know there's a, there's a thing out there about, you know, kind of test, drive, test, test drive in the favor of God that you're like, man, you're better to be moving than to be sitting still. And, you know, there's a thing that you could be getting into to go in a direction. But if you have a check at any point along the way, you should probably heed that check and go, mm-hmm. hold up a minute. Like, let's not just keep running because it seemed right. And we've got this far, so let's go a little farther. But actually pull back and stop and slow down and go, God, is this you? Like, he's faithful. It says that he would, that his word would, um, would be a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. And I think that God wants to show you things out ahead of you as well as things right in front of you. And so ask the Lord along the way. Don't feel like you just have to do it alone or you have to make decisions that just seem right. God wants to speak to you. He wants to lead you. This is uh, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger that won't follow. God wants to speak to you. He wants to lead you. And he wants to lead you in a way that you would actually sense his presence throughout and not just be from like dot to dot somewhere and hoping you're hitting the points, you know? Amen. Something that just kind of popped into my head when you mentioned that, how there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Um, We were um, on a trip to Israel recently, and during the tour, um, we saw a lot of different religions. There are several different religions there. And... um, I saw a lot of people who were devout, who were, um, who were, you know, they're bowing down to this and kissing that rock and doing, you know, just a lot of religious activity. Some people folding their hands, some people raising their hands, some, a lot of different things happening um, as we toured Israel. And um, something that really struck me on the trip was the importance to be in the word. Yeah. Um, because there are a lot, I mean, under the, let's say, under the sound of my voice right now, how many denominations could be represented? There's probably AG and Methodist and Baptist and Lutheran and Catholic and non-denominational and Pentecostal. And, you know, there there are tons Resilient, of denominations yeah. and different religions maybe that could be tuning in today or however you're getting this. And I think it's important, no matter what your denomination, that you're in the Bible because there is a way that seems right to a man. When we were touring, our tour guide was uh, somewhat of a Bible scholar, and he would ask us questions like, why, why do you think this? And I, and I began to realize some things that I have thought are not in the Bible, and it made yeah. me realize I need to read the Word for myself. This is why morning breath is so important that we're in the Word for ourselves, that we know what we believe and why we believe it is that in the bible whatever our denomination being in the word and knowing the truth of the word is a big deal actually i i decided when i got back home i'm going to read through the bible again i'm just going to we we can do morning breath or there's a there are a lot of great bible reading plans and i just felt inspired to start in genesis and just truck through the bible yep. again because i just want to know the word i'm hungry for the word i'm hungry i'm hungry for truth and there are so many opinions out there that seem right like it says here there's a way that seems right it sounds good it seems right it feels it, it feels fluffy and fuzzy and good 
but in the end is death and the and yeah. in, in the way of that is death and there are a lot of people who are devout and they're devout to the wrong thing and it's leading them to death so moral of the story stay in the word get in the word yeah and i i think along with that getting in the word is be accountable to somebody like don't get out there on your own doing it alone like you think well i heard this and i'm just blazing a trail well how about have somebody that loves you enough in your in your life that would tell you go man that that seems a little strange like repeat back to me what you heard where's yeah. that in the word like let somebody be be in your life far enough that they could check you occasionally and go hey amen how, how is that how do we get here right like what 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 is leading you in this direction there's another yeah. verse in 15 that says but not but the naive believes everything but the sensible man considers his steps like yeah. just because you can believe it quote unquote doesn't mean that it's actually accurate and solid biblically and yeah. you have to look and go well i had that one verse and you take it completely out of context and you're like running with this verse that is weird somebody needs to be close enough to you that you can ask her some questions of and i think the value of this show is that when we open up the word and we share things that it will resonate in you or it won't and you'll be like man i got to get into that a little bit deeper Absolutely. and start mining it out and for me yep. when we were in israel it did that in me as well to go i want to dig into a few more of these stories a little deeper and understand a little bit more of some of the background and some more of the context of you know some of the things that we preach or some of the things that we've we've taught and we've just seen a certain way when you go and you actually having walked on the soil that like you know Jesus walked in Israel I went wow this is like culturally a different story than what we walk through in you know the United States where you know I don't know there's a lot of things in our in our culture that may be um, a little bit different than what we see in scripture and but that doesn't mean that the scripture's wrong it means that my life might be wrong you know yeah. like if something's wrong it's not the word of god like the word of god Amen. is stable and steady if there's something that's shifty and on any level it's not the word it's me and so Amen. i have to be willing to go hold on a minute let me get in here and see for me what's wrong in me and let it be a mirror to reflect the the image of god to me and not just make it out to what i wanted to say for me and for my good what seems right or hey i can get a hold of that so it'll it'll propel me in that direction i think that if we're uh if we're not careful we'll end up somewhere astray and you know there's um there's another verse in 23 I'm, i've been popping all these out maybe i'll let you um tell me what stuck out to you but verse 23 it says uh in all labor there's profit but but mere talk leads only to poverty yeah you know i've had a few conversations over the years with some uh, with some folks who just have all these grand plans and they're just excited man i'm going to do this i'm going to do that i'm doing all these things right and yeah. i'm like where and when are you going to get started doing it you know because yeah. really you got to put your hands to the plow you actually got to get busy doing something and it's amazing what happens when you get busy doing something that god spoke to you about versus sitting on that word that god spoke to you and you haven't done anything with maybe there's a thing out there today that, that you've gone you know what i know the lord spoke this to me i'm supposed to be doing it pick that thing up, like get busy doing it. There's there's actually Amen. profit in your labor and actually working that thing out and not sitting back and going, well, I know he said it, but man, that's a lot's hard or that's going to be difficult. You know what? Do the hard thing and watch what God does. He'll bless the hard thing many more times than sitting back doing nothing. And so let's get busy doing some stuff. It says, but the mere talk only leads to poverty. You might actually lose uh, more than you gain by just sitting around and uh, thinking that, oh, that'll be a good thing to do one day. Yeah. Let's let's get busy doing it. Absolutely. What Nobody... stuck out to you? I've been talking a lot about what I, what I saw. Oh, well, I saw a lot of, there are a lot of practical things in yeah. here, like just stuff that helps me in my day-to-day. -day. That's Personally, why I'm, good. Yeah, I work part-time here at the church, but I'm a stay-at-home mom mostly. And um, right at the beginning, in verse 1, it said, The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. And today I was just praying that, you know, we have kids and kids have issues and all this stuff. And uh, 
I'm sure nobody out there has kids that have issues or things that you ever have to deal yeah. with. But um, today I was, we we're dealing with something. I was like, Lord, I want to be the wise woman that builds my house. Help me build my house. Help me not to exasperate my children. Help me Let's to go build it, build yeah, that house. Help Come me on. to build them up. And um, I just think the the whole uh, the whole atmosphere of your home can change based on what your attitude is, whether like the whole happy wife, happy life thing. Well, yep. yeah, there. honestly, it doesn't mean that somebody else has to make me happy for me to be a happy wife. I can choose to be in the joy of the Lord. I can choose to live in his presence. I can choose to turn on worship music in my house and change the atmosphere in there. I can choose to love my kids when they're you know, having a great day or having a bad day. I can choose to build my house by the spirit of God, or I can be cranky. And some people just, I mean, there are, there are some people who are chronically cranky and other people <laughs> who get cranky once a month or something like that. But I'm a honestly, chronic cranky type. Yeah. You're so cranky. <laughs> no, you're, <laughs> you're very rarely cranky, honestly, but, but honestly, cranky is no. And and this might be something practical that some of you out there need to chew on, that cranky is no excuse. You can't say, oh, I'm just wow. having a bad day or I'm cranky because that means you're not operating the spirit of God. You need to get a hold of God, be in his presence and conquer over crankiness, build your house and not tear it down because you can tear it down by being wow. cranky. You can change your house atmosphere and you have a choice to to live the way God, um, God would have you to live in his presence or to tear down the atmosphere in your home. Wow. Yeah, I, um, I'm thankful that my home has peace in it because you're a peacekeeper and not a, uh, you know, we do this we do this thing called parenting together. We do this thing called marriage together that 19 and a half years and we're headed to 20 years to celebrate. It's It's Amen. been a 20 year journey, but it's not like we, you know, we're walking through like just chaos and confusion all the time. We actually get to do this together and we can walk in peace and our home has that, which is uh, I'm thankful that you are a builder of our home. And whether it's literally physically building a house or building the culture of our home, you know, there's something to be said for what we can do as, as husband and wife or dad and mom or just whoever you are in your home. You might be a child in your home. You might be a grown adult in your home and you're going, you know what? I just can't change the culture. You can. You can change and build your house. And uh, this is specifically saying a wise woman builds your house, but I think this would work for male or female in a home. You can build a house. You can build a culture there. And so if you want to see something change, well, begin with you. Begin building it in you and let God do something uh, something powerful there. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, um, in verse 31, I, it's, I'm changing the subject a bit here, but verse 31 says, he who oppresses the poor taunts his maker. I don't want nothing. I want nothing to do with that. I'm not going to taunt God. I don't, I don't, I don't want to taunt my maker. I want to value life and value those that might be oppressed and that might be, you know, struggling through life a bit. It says, but he who is gracious to the needy honors him. I want to be found in that. I want to be found honoring him, meaning honoring God. As we take care of the needy, we take care of the poor, we take care of people who are in whatever season of life they might be in, struggling and, you know, may look a lot different than us, may look um, even culturally different than us. They might look financially different to us, you know, might be spiritually poor, quote unquote. They might be all sorts of poor things, but I want to be one who's found to go, you know what, I want to honor God. And that means that I'm going to be gracious. I want to be generous. I want to be found. If God's going to find me one way, I would rather it be generous every day of the week than stingy. I'd rather it be, you know, gracious than critical. Right. And so 
you know, we partner with a ministry out there. Emily actually oversees our missions arm here at East Coast, and we partner with a ministry that is actually, you know, a ministry of East Coast Christian Center. It's called Overlook Ministries, and they're out there ministering to the, you know, down and out in our society, those that might be overlooked. And so that looks like some homeless people, that looks like some potential drug addicts, some folks that are on the streets for whatever reason, sometimes of their own choosing, sometimes not of their own choosing. But yet I love that Nick and Dorothy, Pastor Nick and Dorothy, have been pouring Mm -hmm. their lives out on the streets for 25 years or so here in Brevard County and just feeding the homeless saying, hey, we're going to provide a warm meal. It doesn't stop there. They're going to preach the gospel. This is the good news is what changed the heart of the poor. And so, you know, it's not just a free handout. It's actually the gospel. It's the good news. Handouts are great. But you know what? The gospel is what's going to change the the poverty mindset, the, the poor into being all who God designed them to be is the gospel. It's the good news of what Jesus can do in a transformed life. And so I'm thankful for what they do out on the streets, but it's not them, it's us. We all have a part to play in that. And I would just encourage you that if you're looking for a place to serve in our community where it's doing incredible work, come alongside Nick and Dorothy Mounts, Overlook Ministries. You can email the church. You can email me. My email is b-m-o-o-r-e, bmore at eccc.us. I will get you pointed in the right direction to come alongside them. They need people to serve meals. They, they feed about 35 people every Saturday at 2 o'clock out on the streets. They need people to serve meals. They need people to make meals. They need people to come and just love the, the lonely, love the lost and, and broken on the side of the streets. Amen. And they, they meet in a, in a certain location here um, in kind of the center of our county in Cocoa and um, just loving people well and doing an incredible job. I'm super thankful to be able to partner together with them, that they're on our team, that we do this together and uh, that we get the honor of going out there. We got to spend Thanksgiving out there with a, with a group of folks and we had just a great time with our family doing it. Amen. It was good. I yep. remember today, Titus and I, my son who was out there feeding the homeless on Thanksgiving, um, we were driving through that same place and he said, I'm just looking to see if I recognize any of the people yeah. um, because he learned some names and got to sit down and eat with some people. And I remember using this verse when I was teaching my kids just about valuing the poor that um, one time there was uh, there was somebody on the corner who was sitting on a little uh, bench or something and they fell off backwards into the grass. And honestly, to a kid, it looked silly. They weren't laughing because he was poor. They were laughing or homeless. They were laughing because it looked silly. And it it just kind of became a teaching moment for me to say, hey, we need to we need to understand that, you know, if you're going to reproach the poor in any way or mock the poor, that this reproaches your maker, that, you know, that that they are a creation of God, just like we are. Nobody's better or higher or, you know, anything in any way that this is our fellow human being. And we need to hold this person in high esteem. We need to have hearts of compassion that look and look at people and see what Jesus sees when he sees people. Yeah, you think about all the divisions that are in our society today, and uh, you can quickly strip off a lot of divisions when you go out to, to feed and to help the homeless. You go out onto the streets and you find out really fast, you know, what cultural differences, what, you know, racial differences, what um, poverty, you know, differences or, you know, political differences. Yeah. All that gets stripped away when somebody's hungry and they just want a meal, you know, like Absolutely. you go and you just love people. I would just encourage you. I, I'm not suggesting that you're, you know, you're four year old or you're six year old or, you know, our kids are grown now. We wouldn't have gone out on the streets as a family and done that at a young age. Not saying that you can't, but I'm just saying be careful. Um, you know, Nick and Dorothy would not be, you know, excited to have, you know, a five-year-old out there, you know, on the streets. I don't think it's a right, you know, environment for that. Sure. But I do think that it is a great place to learn a lot of things that God wants to do in loving people and caring for people. And you know what? You can do it in a lot of different ways. You could even give financially towards their ministry and towards what God's doing that way. But it's more important to go, you know what? I'm going to honor those people. I'm going to honor God by loving them. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. 
We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. 
All right, just as we close out the show, I want to kick it back over to, uh, to Emily. We had a lot of good things to share about, you know, loving people out on the streets and loving people um, that way. But tell us about verse four. You said it stuck out and um, it's one of your favorites. So It is one of my favorites because it's something that my mom has quoted to me a lot. Where no oxen are, the trough is clean, but much increase comes by the strength of the ox. And we have four kids and yeah. uh, four kids in a three bedroom house. And sometimes there, you know, it seems like, wow, things are a little bit chaotic around here. But I remember that when there aren't any oxen, the, str- the trough is clean. Yeah. And this is not an excuse to have a disaster of a house. We need to be responsible and take good care of what God has blessed us with. But sometimes if you have, you know, if you have people over, if you're hosting people and you get a little mess or if you're, you know, that's a godly thing to host people at your home and to, yeah. and to be given, the word says to be given to hospitality. Or maybe it's your kids that, you know, things happen in your house and it doesn't always look perfect and there are smudges on the walls and fingerprints on the glass and just remember that you could have a perfect house but there wouldn't be anybody in it that where there isn't any oxen the trough is clean but much increase comes by the strength of an ox and it was just kind of it's kind of a comforting thing for a mom or somebody who likes to have people over that hey there's increase coming by those kids that they're raising that you're raising and a lot of good comes from hosting people and loving people and and being given to hospitality yeah i know a few people that'd be super thankful to have a little bit more mess in their home but their kids have gone astray they've gone out there somewhere let's be thankful today for the mess that we have in front of us and know that God's got a plan for it. Love you guys. Thanks Amen. for tuning in, being part of the show with us. We'll uh, we'll be in touch soon. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.